0: listening no you're listening to the buns.com podcast network <laughs> buns, buns,
1: buns. Hello.
0: hello lovers welcome to you gotta love it the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you got to love it. My name is Koji. I am, um, I don't know, part-time out of sorts and uh, full-time, uh, what did I do this weekend even? Full-time uh, concert? Go No. Yeah, how was your weekend? Uh, Time in- interviewer, interviewee. Um, so, yeah. We oh and with me as always is my good friend and uh, uh, what do they call people that go to art shows? I'm sure there's a name for it. Patron of the arts. Yeah. That's somebody who buys art. So right, probably I don't know. I don't know. Somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Pat, not patron. What's the opposite of patron? I don't know. Like. How do you say offer? Anyway, <laughs> artist slash art goer slash something. Andrew Patterson. I'm having a hard time today. That's this mo- okay. This Me stuff, too. The stuff we watched was like kind of depressing, you know? I found. I found this week. Like, I like them. Well, not them. I liked Mississippi Grind mm-hmm. and Snowman. Well, I have my comments on the Snowman. But uh, like it, it kind of threw me for a loop like it's a little bit like s- a little sad and like weird. Anyway, wait a minute though. back this is like the first time
2: I can think of you saying that yeah. after the we've done like 90 episodes of things. and there are so many things that, that I feel like were much more sad than can, this. Even what we did last episode, Ingrid Goes West, was so,
0: yeah, but it, like it,
2: depressing it, in like a as it like skewered.
0: It seems larger than life, though. I mean, I'm sure that stuff happens, but it just didn't seem... But, like, the
2: message at the end? Yeah, yeah. No, I... It's so, so da- such a downer. I agree. It's but such like, a downer.
0: It's still, like, a movie with a message, whereas, like, especially Mississippi Grind just kind of felt like, yeah, that shit just probably just happens all the time. You know, like... It, oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Like, it would just seem very real to me. Um, anyways, yeah. So, this weekend, I... Uh, Saturday morning, nine bright and early at 9 a.m., although I had to wake up at 6.30 for it. Uh, We went down to a place called May on College, Mm -hmm. and in the basement is a studio, and they were running a pop-up internet radio station, 24 hours live radio. Um, And we did a Crystal Ballroom interview um, live to air that will be on the channel, uh, the Crystal Ballroom, uh, you know, be up there eventually. And then later that day... Went to the Tiny Moving Parts Oso oh Oso oh Mom June show and interviewed Tiny Moving Parts. And yeah, that'll be up on there too. Nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. Like exactly what you would expect. I would have loved to have gone. Couldn't Somebody you expect. Like, no, they're not from, I keep saying Wisconsin, but it's not Wisconsin. It's um, uh, Minnesota.
2: Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Just like the real, you know, nice sort of very polite M- minnesota midwest. yeah of course it's midwest listen to those like good the fucking like guitars the fucking music man yeah. um but no that was that was a lot of fun that show was amazing also, also it was great too yeah those guys were pretty mellow. oh they were not happy with us though why not because we got there uh this is a little inside baseball for you guys we got there at like we were told to be there at 4 45 so that we could get tiny moving parts at five and so we were there at four forty-five. and tiny moving parts did a sound check which sounded fucking spot on mm. they played a bunch of new tracks and i was i was so happy about that because the new album is probably my favorite mm-hmm. of their albums and uh as they were getting off uh oso oso was getting on to sound check and the tour manager was like uh can you guys just like hold off for half an hour while these <laughs> guys get interviewed what and they're just like are you Fucking kidding me! Like they didn't, they didn't scream it, but you like I, I <laughs> one of them s- kind of said that like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, I feel bad, like I yeah. because I like them and I didn't want to like fuck with their stuff. And I know especially well, you know, when you're on the road, that's like the time you 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 soundtrack and you get dinner, then you come back, you yeah. know, and they're the opening acts, so
2: a lot of good places to get dinner there too. So many went to well, Chop shop. shop. yeah, it was right, good r- right across the street. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Shout out to all those bands. Sorry, oso oh, so, uh, yeah. sorry guys that Koji fucked up your shit. Cause
0: yeah. yeah, we think you're great, but I think he, he, I, I warmed up to, or he warmed up to me later. Cause like I bought literally all of their shit. Yeah. He, oh, Cause I, so he, he walked up and he was, I walked up and he was a little bit stone faced and I was like, I will just take one of everything. And he was like, Oh, cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot.
2: <laughs> um, so, on tap for today, we've got The Hidden Gem, Mississippi, Mississippi Grind. Grind, starring Ben Mendelssohn and Ryan Reynolds. Correct. And also the You Gotta Love It, uh, The Snowman, which is a Michael Fassbender st- focused, like serial killer, like procedural thriller type thing. Yeah. Directed by. That I mean, guy. That guy directed. Uh, Let the right one in. Oh, really? And Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy.
0: Wow, huh. I had no idea.
2: So we'll come back to that uh, as we, j- as we usually do. Uh, but we'll start with the hidden gem Mississippi Grind, which there's a lot to it, but there's not a lot to it. Is about a for la- a, da- a really down on his luck gambler who is just so far in debt to, like, everybody. He's basically lost almost everything. He lost his family, uh, his wife and daughter, and he happens upon a younger, extremely charismatic gambler who is, like, a traveling man.
0: Who's, who seemingly is a lucky charm and has... A bottomless well of money. Yeah, odd, like, yeah, infinite supply of money. Or just, like, doesn't... It's not very clear that if he has a lot of money or he just doesn't care.
2: Yeah, which is very interesting, though. Yeah, uh, And that and so the, the down on the zuck is Ben Mendelsohn, and the charismatic guy, as you may or may not have guessed, is Ryan Reynolds. And, uh, yeah, they meet, and they end up going on a road trip down the Mississippi to New Orleans to f- get, like, the big score, basically, mm-hmm. at, a, at a high-stakes private poker game. Well, um, what was
1: the guy's name again?
2: Tony... Uh, apple tree or something like that. Yeah.
0: Something tree. Round tree.
2: Round tree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What did you think about this movie?
0: I liked it a lot. Made you really sad though. Yeah. It was very depressing because it's like, okay, if you liked rounders, which I really do, you know, I mean, any, anyone who, you know, remotely likes poker or especially liked poker in the early 2000s, you know, because I used to play a lot of cards back in the day. Um, loves the movie Rounders. It's just so, like, you know, fucking iconic. It's probably the poker movie of all time. Even, like, the hammy overacting, like, Teddy KGB. What, fucking, what's his name? Um, oh, John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. And his, like, crazy accent and stuff. It's just, like, you know, it's about degenerate gamblers. But at the same time, it's, like, a fun sort of journey. Mm-hmm. This is that movie but gritty without the fun realistic yeah there's a journey but it's not fun and like there's just like a whole bunch of lows and then at the end of the movie like it ends somewhat ambiguously I mean I think the implication might be spoiler alert here that he takes the money and like is gonna fix things up but like it's not clear he could have just taken the money and gambled it away I don't don't even know know that it matters it's
2: one of those it's one of those uh I think how you feel the story ends reflects on how you you know that's sort of like are you a pessimist are you an optimist you know like it almost says something about you because it kind of leaves it up to you to decide uh what happens and the movie is much like one of the characters repeats throughout the movie very much about the journey yeah and just kind of like learning about people uh I there is one k- kind of a twist. It's a big spoiler, so I'm gonna just pause for a second. But I feel like I need to talk about
0: it before you talk about it. Would you tell people to watch this movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think we're in agreement there, so that's why we're giving you this time. We're not gonna totally fuck it up. Just go, you know, if you want to see it, see it. Yeah. And, and and then we're gonna talk about this thing now. Yeah. Um. So there's a moment
2: where. I think why I felt like this movie was interesting are not even like overall it's sad, but this there's a point where they're basically they've hit rock bottom, both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben Mendelssohn is just like just, just total total rock bottom, total bottom. Yeah he yeah. goes to a casino. And, and it's almost got a feeling like you feel like the movie, because of the pace of it, like there's a possibility this movie could end in like a suicide, like somebody just like completely bottoming him out, out out all the way. Right. And he's super dejected and he ends up going to the casino and putting like almost his last dollar bill on a slot machine,
0: Yeah. which he loses at. And But, it, but the best part about the slot machine is, is there's a theme of rainbows and, and yeah. rainbows winning throughout the movie yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. And I think he realizes that. I mean, Toto's yeah. revenge did lose, but like, yeah. you know, and so he puts the dollar in the machine, and it could go either way at that point. Like, mm-hmm. as an audience, exactly. member, you're like, oh fuck, is he gonna win this? But it went the way that I expected it to. Yeah. I expected it
2: to not, you know, because of the tone of the movie. But then immediately following that, yeah, he goes to uh, he goes to a blackjack table and puts his like last fucking whatever it is, twenty bucks or something down on it. Yeah, and then over the course of a night. He ends up winning back like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Which he then takes to a craps table. And he, he ends up getting up to almost $300,000 up. Yeah. Which also brings another point up, which we'll come back to really in a minute. But, and he's joined by Ryan yeah. Reynolds again. They kind of like have this, this bond, rebond after this journey and like them having a falling out and the ups and downs. Yeah. Overwinning all this money yeah. kind of like half and half and then they are like They look at each other and Ben Mendelsohn's just like let's bet it all And Ryan Reynolds is just like I'm not afraid, you know, yeah, you feel like you've gotten to this point But based on the tone of the movie, I was completely expecting it Like I felt like as an audience and as characters we yeah. we've learned the le- any lesson that there was has already been learned So at this yeah. point it doesn't matter and they're well, just going to lose it all. Well,
0: if they lose it all, that's the lesson. It's just like, right, these guys but like, can't fucking walk away.
2: Yeah. But I mean, that that's already kind of been established like because yeah. of how they got to this point. So yeah. it was kind of like, oh yeah, okay, well, this is how the movie ends. But then they end up winning. Yeah. <laughs> they bet it all and they win like over half a million dollars. Right. And uh, it was like a you know, with a twist like that, it can really only go one way or the other. But it was like a weirdly pleasant surprise because it doesn't redeem. It's not like, oh, surprise! Like it's okay that they like you know they can't walk away. Like it presents a new set of problems, kind of like which is makes the ending interesting. But it was funny that they did it that way because yeah. I was just like, but what? What? Think- and even the following scene, you think he's in like a jail or something, and well, then it just zooms out and they're just
1: eating. Like, they're so eating lobster at like a.
0: That's the the most genius part of this movie, and I think like. The subtle lesson yeah. is like after they win He's like not happy and, and Ben Mendelssohn is there, he's like eating this like probably amazing, expensive steak at this place and he's just like, This isn't right. Like there's something yeah. wrong with it. Like it it doesn't like the they're not chasing the win.
2: No. You exactly. know what I mean?
0: It's just like the and, the thrill of it. Yeah,
2: and it's also kind of points out, I think, one of the underlying uh I think Especially in film, yeah, you know, and and just in life, we have like a, a sort of critical misunderstanding as a society about mental illness and addiction problems. Like we see them one way, and and a lot of us that maybe don't have them see it as just like, well, why? Like I don't get it. Like you know, yeah. Uh, so when you think about gambling, this movie kind of points it. Do, it kind of drives that home with like a baseball bat, where it's like, if you're somebody that has a severe gambling addiction, yeah, yeah, it's not about even when you win like it's not you know like to somebody who doesn't have the addiction and knows what gambling is you're like oh this person's addicted to the idea of of like they're like oh they want to make it big and they just can't stop but it's like it's deeper than that you know it's it's about this like you know whatever it is feeling alive the risk like that i you know i obviously i can't speak to it but like this movie touches on it and kind of peels back that like superficial just like oh these people just want to make it big and it's like even when they've made it big right it doesn't solve their problem like they're still they just can't walk away yeah yeah and it's like a it's you know a crippling addiction um but uh, the one thing i wanted yeah uh, the other thing i thought was interesting is like at the beginning you think that maybe ben mendelson is bad at gambling right it's kind of implied that he's kind of like slouch a bit you know he he's addicted to it but he's just like because he's so down on his luck, he's not good at it. Yeah, but it's it's like the opposite. He's actually like amazing at it. Right. Like he's very good at poker, and he's very good at all these things. His problem is that, as good as he is, he can't walk away. Yeah. So it's he like it's stop. interesting because they never explicitly really address that. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is just kind of like, yeah, I'll go with you, man. Like you seem, you know, like you seem like a cool guy, whatever.
0: Yeah. And then like, and he it, what's crazy is he never really implodes but i think that adds to the whole sort of beauty of the movie is that Mm. like when he's in that poker game and that lady beats him out with the queen yeah and it's like it's a horrible beat like oh yeah you run that the worst possible way yeah you you run that hand like a hundred times he's gonna win like at least 92 percent of the time something like that it doesn't matter but um you know he's gonna win it majority of the time Mm -hmm. right and so the thing is like even when he's beat, it's it's like, you know, it's not like he's just like, I need, I just can't stop myself from gambling. I just can't stop myself from gambling. It's more just like he has his money in at the best of it and gets like totally fucked. Even with that, like, uh, uh, the rainbow warriors game, the Hawaii versus, yeah. uh, Utah or whatever it is. Yeah. Like he, he didn't end up ha- getting to bet on it cause the guy hung up on him, but mm-hmm. like you know, Hawaii is a much worse team by comparison. Mm. So, like, by all intents and purposes, the other team should have won. And that's really what it comes down to. Like, he's making the smart plays when it comes to actually gambling. But, like, mm. you yeah. know.
2: It's, it's it's a very interesting movie. And I think it's a very interesting character study. And I do think it is a hidden gem. Because I do remember when this movie came out. Yeah. Uh, being like oh that looks like something I would enjoy I like the actors that are in it and you know it just looked just looked good right uh, but I really think it f- flew under the radar and the other thing that I think makes it a hidden gem is that I feel like Ryan Reynolds gets a not a bad rap but like, people don't take him seriously. You know what I mean? Like, he he's had success, obviously. In, he's a little
0: typecasted or something. He's though.
2: typecast, but, like, people think of, like, Van Wilder. They think of all the teen movies that yeah. he was in as kind of the same character. They like think a certain of like, personality. Even Deadpool yeah, is in that same... Exactly. Deadpool is, like, peak Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But uh, there are movies where he, he definitely has a way about him, mm-hmm. you know, consistently from character to character. But he has been in a number of movies that, like break from the norm and yeah and, and i think that it's an example of like an actor that maybe doesn't necessarily at least in the mainstream doesn't get the credit for that kind of thing you know right. that i'm sure at some point you know he, he will but like it's it is interesting like uh yeah. whether it's the voices or this movie or you know like he's been in movies where you, you're still like oh it's ryan reynolds like this movie he has those ryan reynolds isms yeah. but It just like it works really well and it's not like he's not working you know right. like i think he's just the type of person that makes it look so easy and has such a distinct delivery when he's in like comedy movies that it like we almost are just like oh it's just fucking ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds but it's like yeah you know what i mean yeah you of course what I'm I, to say. Know, I know so, exactly like, what you're seeing saying. this movie i was just like oh he did a great job yeah he did a great job yeah. It was, it was so good. Yeah, and there, it's it's all very mysterious. Yeah, there's like, there's moments where he had to deliver on like a subtle scene. Yeah, and he, he knocks it out of the park. It's great.
0: Yeah, I I highly recommend this movie. Although it, like I don't know, just something about these guys and this gambling and whatever, I was just like, fuck, man. It, it just seems so. Um, well, it, it exposes like a, a side of hopelessness that that I feel is is um. You know, not uncommon. And yeah.
2: like, I was just gonna say, I was about to cut you off to say it's a very run of the. It feels very just common, like every day. Like these two guys have fucked up. They continue to fuck up the same things. Yeah. that are very normal
0: things. Like, have you seen Half Nelson? Yeah, with uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, where he's a, a teacher and he's like addicted yeah. to drug. Yeah, me too. A long time ago, but this, it kind of gave me that same feeling where I'm just like oh, yeah, people just, like, live this way. You know, whereas, like, Ingrid Goes West, as, as the example that you used earlier, is more of a heightened version of something that, like, you know, I'm sure real stalking... I don't, stocking I don't it, feel it, that way, though. I That's what was crazy. It seemed so heightened,
2: but I was like, this feels accurate to the demographic that they're targeting. To
0: me. I, I feel like it's way more common than you think it is. But, but I feel like her brand of stalking would be a lot more frightening than it would be... Like, cause she, in the movie, she kind of seems harmless. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's like you can tell that she's crazy, and you kind of feel bad for her, but she mm-hmm. doesn't seem menacing in any way. But I feel like, although she does may somebody, I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't. Maybe I just didn't grow up with social media my whole just, life. Just so just think like about when we go to
2: like a convention. Yeah. You know, and I know, like you know, fucking whatever. Ninety nine percent of these people harmless. Yeah. But I just mean like the the feeling where it's like you know that there are people that. Uh, men and women that are at these events that have th- thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of followers on social media who yeah. feel like a deep kinch, sh- like connection, like they feel like they know these people, right? And you can see the you can see the interactions,
0: you know, like we've been there firsthand, yeah. where it's like, you, you know, what I, I guess it is is like the the characters that she's imposing this sort of like stalking on. Mm-hmm. You don't really feel all that much sympathy for them, right? Sure. So you're like, ah, fuck them too. Yeah, no, I know and what I you guess mean. maybe that's why. I, anyway, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really matter. But let's let's move on to the snowman. I have a lot of feelings about this movie. <laughs> uh, my first feeling is it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't blame it for not being good, and that sounds such, like such a weird thing to say, but. So, you know, it's um, like Swedish or something. Where where were they? Norway. 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 Um, and uh, immediately, I saw that it was based on a book,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was like, "Oh, I bet this book's really good." Actually, mm-hmm. like as bad as the movie Cri- was, critical,
1: critically
2: acclaimed book. Yeah,
0: as bad as the movie was, I was in my mind so positive that the book was good, and I, what made me like convinced that the book was good is that um, fucking what's his name from uh, that drum movie J.K. Simmons yeah J.K. Simmons is in this movie playing a character that is never fleshed out and like you barely even understand what his role in the film is mm-hmm. but like you can tell that it's it, like they they've set it up it's kind of poised to be a major character but it never really feels that way and I was like oh man I bet in the book this guy is just like doing all sorts of weird illuminati shit and you're just like you know at one point you're reading the book and you're like this motherfucker is the killer for sure you know like yeah and there's like all the there's like hints of all these things that are like would would be subtleties that would be explored in chapters in a book Mm -hmm. whereas in this movie you're just like
2: what you know what this movie made me think of it's it's, okay, it's also similar to what we did uh, last episode in that, in some ways. So Geostorm, millions of dollars put into that movie, right? The cast, you know, I know some people have mixed feelings about Gerard Butler, but like yeah. Ed Harris, like uh, Andy Garcia, you know, like they put they put a lot into that movie and it didn't work and it and it's, was obvious we already hatched out why it didn't work. This movie, similarly, took a... Critically acclaimed book. Yeah, a uh, talented director. Like a soup. Basically, the production team for this movie was like star studded. The cast for this movie is is star studded, and not like, you know, blockbuster Hollywood movie star studded, but like people that you have you respect as actors. Yeah, like like, you know, uh, J.K. Simmons, Michael Fassbender, Charlotte Gainsborough, like close Savini it was like everything about it. When you, when I read the reviews after people were like, how did they fuck this up? You know? Yeah. And so what, what I was thinking was like, um, also be another movie that was based on a book that I think that is a cult hit that is universally loved. But when you watch it feels like a movie that could have ended up like this is fight club. Yeah. And the reason I say that is that fight club is this weird. I love David Fincher. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, shoot. I think it's an amazing movie, but that book, people love the book, but when you watch that movie, it's like one in a million. It feels like when you're watching it, you're like, this movie could have gone so wrong in so many
0: ways. But you know how the, the reason they succeeded, I think, is because what happens in the book is not necessarily what happens in the movie. Right. Like, if you've but, read the book, it, the movie does not follow the letter of the book sure. at all. What? But what it does is captures the characters. Mm-hmm the essence of the story, like the anti-commercialism message, Mm -hmm. the sort of like weird duality thing, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And it's like, okay, now let's make a movie based on all of this. But even that, I feel
2: like even when you watch the movie, even if it had nothing to do with the book, there wasn't a book, that movie, when you're watching it, like it's so compelling and it's so fascinating, but like, there's so like, I feel like almost every scene you're like, how did they do this? Yeah. Successfully. Right. This movie feels like, they were they they were set up for success with subject matter and with everything leading up to and then the way that it's executed is just like i even think it's hard to identify because it's like i i agree with you it is not good it's very confusing even right up to the very end of like what everything is like a red herring but not in a way that like a thriller movie where they're trying to track somebody down should be. It's because it's none of those like you said there's entire characters and things that have nothing to do with anything that aren't even fleshed out enough to be convincing red herrings. You know what I mean? And There's
0: also not a lot of thrills in said thriller. No. And it's I remember
2: seeing the trailer for it and being like oh this movie has like everything it has all the trappings of a type of film that I would be you know stoked to see like a like a thrilling date night type movie. But then yeah. at the end of the trailer, it's like the snowman. And I was like, Ooh, that's kind of weird. And then like when I started watching the actual movie and the main character's name is Harry hole. Yeah. I was like what?
0: It's <laughs> like, what are they, what is happening? And here? the flashback, the Val Kilmer flashback thing. Mm. Like what a horrible use of that device.
2: Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good. Also, he, Uh, Side note here Yeah When I saw Val Kilmer Was in this movie I was like oh Val Kilmer Then when I saw his character I barely recognized him And not in like a It didn't feel like he Was like that Because he prepared for this role Yeah I paused the movie
1: He's looking rough
2: And googled Val Kilmer Because I was like Is he okay And it turns out that he Is not okay He I imagine when this movie Was being filmed He denied that he was ill After Michael Douglas I guess had Said that he Was fighting cancer Mm -hmm. He's like no 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 But then he had come out recently and said that he had been fighting cancer. So, and he was, like, recovering from it. He had, like, throat cancer or something like that and Whoa. had, like, lost a ton of weight and, like, his voice was all fucked up. And when you watch this movie, I was just... He's unrecognizable.
0: Yeah, well, I knew it was him immediately, yeah, you, but... I but mean, he's
2: a distinct-looking person, but, like, I... The last did, movie I saw him in, he was, like, 150 pounds heavier, but not in, like, an unhealthy-seeming way. Yeah. And he, he had the Val Kilmer voice. Like, he, you right. know, like, his... Vo- it, was, it was just, like... It was kind of jarring, really. Um, but yeah, anyway, so his character is done... Yeah, you did, they don't even really... It's not even really obvious that yeah. it's flashbacks.
0: I think that there's just like a lot of subtle... And maybe it's not supposed to be obvious. Hmm. For But like, I feel like in a book it probably would be. Anyway, but I, I think there's a lot of subtlety in the book. A lot of nuance that can't be translated to screen properly. It's kind of the mm-hmm. idea of like, you know... The one thing that, that books and the written word have over movies is, you know, without being hokey, you can, in a split second, know. Let's just say there's 10 characters in a gunfight. Mm-hmm. You can know what they're all thinking before they all pull the trigger. Right. In, in written in written media, because, like, it doesn't have to happen in real time. And, like, right. you know, you can explore. Like, there could be a book written about people about to pull a trigger in yeah, a gunfight. Yeah, like gun the whole book right yeah that could be the whole book and like each of their motivations and then you know at the end whatever they all shoot or something but like as a movie that would last like 10 seconds yeah you know they'd have to like show flashbacks for every character how they got there Mm -hmm. whatever whatever it was but it wouldn't be the same and i feel like this book probably had a lot of that that just like not properly translated to screen
2: yeah um
0: like the only character that i cared about was his son or not it's not even his son
2: yeah, so yeah. I, you know, okay, it's kind of interesting because now having watched it, because when I was watching it, I, all I, nothing, nothing in retrospect feels tied together. Even the killings. Like, I still don't really understand, but at the, but I will say that I called who the killer was based on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the scene where he's on the train mm-hmm. and the dude is on the train with him. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's this fucking guy. I don't even know why. It was just like the 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 fact that they he was on that train, even though that doesn't come back. There's yeah. no, you know, it's perfectly plausible that that would happen. It yeah. was just like because the way the movie was filmed, I was just like, none of the other, all of these other ones are way too obvious. It's not going to be any of these people. That, that's Who's funny. the least obvious character that it, that it's going to end up being, especially the way this movie is progressing. And I was yeah. like, it's going to be that guy for sure. It's and then funny, it was.
0: Cause I, I made a joke to Elise, cause we were watching it the other day yeah. when, when they met up at the hockey game, mm-hmm. like that's the first, that's your like introduction to this guy. Like, you know mm-hmm. that he exists before that, but this is your introduction to this guy. And I, I looked at Elise and I'm like, this guy's going to be the killer and I'm gonna be really upset. But like, I was just kidding. Yeah. You know, like I was making a joke like this is how you, it, like kind of like law and order. Like, you know, the third person they interview is going to be like either the killer or like pretty crucial in the storyline because like the first two guys were dead ends. That's just how law, law and order works. And I was like, okay, these fucking procedural thrillers, it's like this guy's being overly friendly, even though it's his like his girlfriend or wife or whatever's ex. And he's just like they're like how can i help you and i'm like ah this guy's a fucking killer but like i didn't actually think that's what was going to happen because it's so like whatever yeah
2: yeah it was uh what did you like about this movie
0: well i like that it made me want to read the book okay so um i i like that there was enough there that there's subtle things in movies based on books that like really make me so as an example to go back to a movie that probably a lot of people have seen, the first Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never interested in those books or any of that, but then I saw the first Hunger Games, and um, I can't remember what the name of the character is, but the the little black girl who like
1: she, I haven't seen any of the movies oh, or read so any of the books. She
0: befriends this girl, and then this girl dies, and she's like devastated. And the rest of the like for the rest of the movie this girl's kind of like uh, propped up as like a um, martyr. Right. But like her role in the movie is like so minuscule that I'm like, why does anyone care about this character? Mm -hmm. But in my head, I'm like, this is based on a book. There's probably way more story here that would explain why this is such a big deal. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll read it. You know? And like, there's just little things in some of these movies based on books. that I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm excited so far. Every time, I've watched a movie based on a book and it's made me want to read the book. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Like there's not one that I've been like, oh, this is so boring, I hate it. Yeah. You know? Uh the
2: my favorite example of reading a book that <clears throat> of a movie I, I actually in this case is a movie that I love, but Jurassic Park. Yeah. That book. Have you read that book?
0: Yeah. A long time it's ago.
1: It's amazing.
2: The book is incredible yeah the movie is great and it's so much fun uh but then when i read the book you know you're talking about nuance like the book yeah the book is actually scary
0: oh i don't remember that it's like a scary
2: book yeah because it's i can imagine if you read it before the movie came out you know as a scenario it seems so far-fetched and fantastical but the book handles a lot of it in a way where it's not as sort of bombastic (laughs) you know what i mean like it's not like summer blockbuster like the book opens with just uh an introduction that this is what i always want somebody's like oh i haven't read the book this is what i pitched them there's a lot basically the first book is composed of scenes that are in all three of the first three movies really yeah uh so and it's punctuated the main story arc is punctuated
0: hey you're going to want to edit that getting into some garbage there no um, oh man dogs you know Do you wanna I just uh,
2: the book is punctuated by these uh, sort of interludes that are parallel to the main story that involve characters that uh, you don't You don't see again. For example, you remember at the beginning of The Lost World, there was the little girl that uh, is vacationing with her family on that boat, and they've pulled up ashore to, like, have a picnic. I'll be real.
0: I don't really remember all that much of The Lost World.
2: Okay, well, she gets attacked by compies. Yeah. Uh, One of them comes out, and she's feeding it a little bit, and Mm -hmm. then a bunch come out. Oh, yeah, yeah. She gets attacked. Right, right, right. That's from the first book. It's one of the interludes. Okay. But the way the first book opens is an interlude where there's a doctor... Yeah. who's working on like the coast of like Costa Rica. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's night and it's like a, there's like a crazy storm, like mm-hmm. a tropical storm. Uh, and a helicopter is airlifting an emergency airlift, like medical airlift. So this doctor is like woken up. They've gotten the call and they're like, wow, it must be something really serious for them to like, try to like come through the storm. Yeah. And then this person, and it's like written in, you know, sort of like chilling detail this person gets brought in who's been essentially eviscerated and is still is is alive yeah and the the workers that are bringing the person in are like it was a construction accident they got caught in the machinery and the whole chapter slash intro is about this doctor uh looking at this person who's Mm -hmm. basically dying on the operating table and like thinking to themselves like there's no way this is construction equipment like this looks if I had to place a guess without saying this to like it looks like some sort of like animal attack like bird, you know like a bird claw marks or something like it looks like you know right. couldn't can't figure out can't put two and two together and the person who the worker who's dying just keeps whispering the Spanish word for like bird of prey over yep. and over again and then like the doctor and then the person ends up they end up dying on the uh, operating table right and the doctor kind of asks, like, oh, what is this word? And the and the translator is just like, oh, it means like bird of prey. And like, that's it. Right. So a lot of the book, even after that, when they know there are dinosaurs, is not just like, oh, there's dinosaurs everywhere. And like, oh, you know, like it's yeah. very much done in a way that feels very grounded and is just super creepy. Yeah. Um, But it's a really good book that I highly recommend. Really went on a tangent there. But I could see this book being the book, Snowman. Yeah. Based on the critical acclaim that it's received, and having seen this movie, Mm -hmm. I agree that I think it is probably a pretty good book.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna give it a shot. I mean, I'm going away soon, so maybe I'll download it and give it a read.
2: Um, this is a super cop out, but there's also a lot of pretty incredible shots of just Norway. I know that doesn't really have anything to do with like anything, but the intro when they're driving on that highway. And the music and, like, the cameras following the car over those, like, winding bridges and stuff was yeah. sick.
0: When, when he goes to visit the, that cabin, mm-hmm. that, like, the old cop's cabin or whatever, yeah. I was like, fuck, I wish I had a place like that. You know what I mean?
2: Just like No, I would not want a place like that. Really? So creepy. Oh, Are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: it's, like, literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's nothing else around. Like, no one's going to fuck yeah, and, with
2: you. And, and what happened? Oh, well, no one's going to fuck with you. That's not what happened in this movie.
0: Well, yeah, but, I mean, I'm not a cop no one no one would you'd have to care a lot to be able to go there and fuck with somebody you know I think you are missing the point of these uh, well no because that doctor the same thing happened to him and he was in the middle of a city right? I know
2: but I'm just saying I don't know that it's about caring I think a lot of the victims were just but not the people. cop no but the like, cop there's was a, onto something sure but I mean also there was people that were killed in that movie that were just like killed yeah, that I just don't
0: understand how the doctor was involved with the guy. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, there's not a lot to love about this movie, though, aside from, you know, the fact that it it at least makes you wonder what the book would be like. But, like, I can't imagine, like, I, I never want to see this movie again. Yeah,
2: I would give this, uh, we need to come up with some sort of scale. It's all about positivity. So I'm not necessarily shitting on this movie Yeah You know It's just not what it could have been Right It's a missed opportunity Yeah We gotta come up but with a scale feel, that's like But it like feels
0: like there's potential there That's that's what it comes down to Like yeah. it feels like there was something there You know Like Oh man I don't know If it was like a TV miniseries or something It probably even would have been better They could have just yeah, fleshed totally. it out a bit more
2: But you know what's funny though It is funny how We criticize. I mean We've kind of I guess spoken to this Over like 90 episodes But Yeah It's funny how it's kind of all or nothing with at least with film, you know, like when you read about this movie online, like 7% on fucking what, you know, like the, the, you know, the Rotten Tomatoes review, like people just fucking tear the shit apart. And it's like, I agree. Like you summed it up by basically saying there's potential there. Yeah but that's not enough to save people or to save it from people just being like, Oh, this is fucking garbage. It's a waste of time well, because I, of
0: the way that we, you know, like, I, I think it's two it's twofold, right? It's like one, you know, people don't want to be wrong or seen as like, cause if you were like, oh, this movie's not good, but there's like a lot of potential to da, that. Da, da, and then someone sees it and you're like, they're like, fuck you, man. You're yeah. like, I, whatever. People aren't
2: capable of seeing things on these scales right. seemingly.
0: But I think the other side of it also, not the other side of it, but like a continuation of that is like, because of the the way that we consume things on the internet it's like all clickbait like it has you have to say this is the worst or this is the best or else like people are like oh you have no opinion mm-hmm you know
2: it's too bad because I think there I think that the truth about really most things not just media yeah is that it's somewhere in the middle right you know what I mean so yeah, it's yeah. like anyway Recommendations?
0: Yeah. Um, Do I have any recommendations for the week? I I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I haven't really done much other than um, or consumed anything very new. Other I can recommend
2: two things then.
0: Well, why don't you recommend something and give me a second to think about it?
2: Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend a comic book. Uh, we talked about it before, but I don't know that we recommended it. We touched on it. I think the fade out. I finally have. Re- I haven't actually finished it. Okay, but uh, there's an image comics. Uh,
0: kind of reminds me of it. that Coen Brothers movie, *Hail, Hail Caesar. Caesar*. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 like a uh,
2: oh, fucking what? How would you describe it? Like Hollywood Noir? Yeah, Hollywood Noir. Mystery murder mystery comic book by uh, a team of guys who have written basically just like they they love writing and drawing sort of old time oh, fuck, I'm having a really hard time describing it, but um
0: it's a really good comic though. Uh it's about a, a fixer in Hall in, in like fifties Hollywood or forties. Mm-hmm. I don't know, fifties? Hollywood? Yeah. Um, Who, his his job is to, like, he works for a studio. And back in those days, if you were, like, a famous actor, you were contracted to a specific studio making movies for that studio. And he works for a studio kind of tracking down. Also, no
2: spoilers, though, because I haven't finished
0: it. No, I won't. He works for a studio tracking down stars that have gone astray. Or, like, fixing their messes. So, like, if somebody got really drunk and, like, beat somebody up and could potentially get arrested for it, like, Mm -hmm. that's going to cost the studio money. So he, like, covers it up. Yeah,
2: but actually, and he's not even really the main character. He's one of the main characters, but it's it's largely follows this writer, You're right? Who's caught up in the whole thing. Uh, it's Ed Brubaker and Shin, uh, Shin Sean Phillips. They've done like uh, Fatal. They did Criminal. I think Incognito. They basically just like they've been putting for years, putting out like crime comic books. You're basically, right. um, I've enjoyed everything I've ever read by them. But yeah, anyway, it's it's. Uh, it's it's like a light read. Yeah. Uh, be, great illustrations, like very, very atmospheric. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of fun. It is very similar to Hail Caesar in that regard. It's it's dark, but it's got like that like tongue-in-cheek sort of noir, you know, yeah. like everybody's smoking in every single panel.
0: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like 100 Bullets a little bit. It's
2: like, good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I have one basically... Two chapters left. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see how it ends. Because I'll say right now, uh, it'll probably be obvious after I finished it. But I have no idea who who it is. Like, I don't know what's... Go- I don't know. Right. There's, there's enough characters in it that I'm like, ooh, everybody kind of has motives, you know? But, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. So it's interesting. It's good.
0: Uh, my recommendation for the week is going to be an HBO tv show that i feel like people maybe know about but like no one's ever really talking about it well what do you think i'm gonna say easy no
2: that's not hbo no that's i did see it come up on Netflix. your phone though and i was no, like oh
0: at least like that i don't i've never really watched it um no crashing okay it uh stars comedian Pete oh, holmes fucking yes uh okay. where he's like living on people's couches and stuff uh it's about It's it's loosely based on his experiences, but it's just about a comedian starting off in comedy, and uh, I imagine it's very true to what that is sort of like. And I mean, it is based on his experiences, like I said. So he's he's dealing with things like losing his religion, and um, his wife cheating on him, and all this stuff. And it is funny, but uh, there's like a million cameos, and. A lot of interesting lessons. There's a there was a recent episode where him and Teller, from Penn and Teller, mm-hmm. debate the existence of God, which is was like fascinating. And then it was so fascinating that uh, Pete Holmes was like, "Okay, you got to be on my podcast, and we have to like do this for real." And so they they do it like they have it out, and it's like, it's amazing. It's amazing.
2: So. We just got hit with a crazy a crazy on there. Um cool. Yeah. So check that out. And we got to queue up a a song, right, as well to to play out the end of the podcast and I got one. Popcorn or
0: whatever.
2: Oh yeah. I don't remember what it No, I got one though. I got a good one.
0: Cuz that was like in that movie like a hundred times. Anyway. That's all people in Norway listen to
2: the new Hoplong song.
0: Oh, yeah. I listened to it the other day. It's really good.
2: Francis Quinlan and company, her brother, and the other (laughs) members of that band. Uh, Mm I apologize to them for not knowing their names, but Hopalong. Fantastic band. Definitely have recommended them before on the show. Uh, Yeah. Incredible live. Just all around. Just love them. Mm -hmm. I love them. Uh, And they got a new record coming out. Uh, And they released the first single. Uh, I believe it's called How Simple. And if we can maybe cue that up, it's... uh, it's great.
0: Hey, did it's you great. know uh, all the guys from Tiny Moving Parts are related? No, I didn't. It's a bro- it's My two co- brothers, cousins? two oh. brothers and a cousin. <laughs> yeah, family I mean, band. I mean, I anyway, that. okay.
2: That's very Midwest as well. Yeah. Those, those fucking are they related to the Cancelas?
0: No, I got a fun. <laughs> there's a funny story about that too. But anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Next week we'll probably do some Oscar-related nonsense. Uh, I got some
2: anime recommendations as well, which are. Fucking! They just look like they're gonna be a nightmare to get through. Okay. Actually, not a nightmare, but really uncomfortable. Okay. Really, really uncomfortable.
1: I guess we'll see.
0: Uh, really uncomfortable. Until next time, keep loving. It.